Hi, this is Andy Turner, MD of Silver FX Sports, proud supplier of all merchandise of DC Tweet Team. Please check out our website out, silverfx.co.uk, where you'll find plenty of merchandise for UK fan clubs and other different podcasts all around the world. Thank you. Check it out, guys. Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team podcast. This is episode number 96. I, as always, am your host, Andy Burrows. Unfortunately, Maurice Hawkins cannot be with us today, but I've called on my good buddies over at the now Washington Addicts podcast. We have Rodney, Dev and Steve. Uh, Rodney, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Thanks for having me on, brother. You are more than welcome. Dev, hallelujah, you are on the DC Tweet Team podcast. You can stop hitting me up on Twitter every day now, asking when you're going to be on and what an episode you are on for. How are you, sir? What's up? And we have my good buddy, Steve Lim. Steve, how are you, sir? Hey, what's cracking like? And thanks for having me. No worries. The addicts are in the house. And boys, you could not have chose a better episode to uh, join the DC Tweet Team podcast. Uh, let's get straight into it. No one saw this coming completely out of left field. Rodney, I'm going to come to you first, my friend, because I have seen your ass all over Twitter this morning. Uh, Rodney is not a happy man. Like many uh, Washington fan, I say split. I'd say, Rodney, out of all the quarterbacks we've had over the how many years I've known you now, probably six or seven years, maybe longer I've known you. It's This has really split people down the middle, my friend. Tell us where you sit with the whole Fitz magic. It is a useless lateral move that does not provide the Washington football team with a player who's going to give a significant wins above replacement. So I, I had spoken about the salary wise. So we know we cut Alex Smith and for all intents and purposes, Alex was not a good quarterback last year, but he had a winning record. Um, we saved his, his cap would have been 21 million this year. We saved 8 million or we, rather we saved 13 million by cutting him, but there's an 8 million cap hit. And then we signed Fitzpatrick to a $10 million contract with an elevator up to 12. So in theory, he's getting the same amount of money, or at least we're, we're hit with the same cap hit for some dude who we're bringing in and being told has to compete for QB one. For me, it just doesn't make much sense. So yes, I am not a fan of the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I woke up to the news this morning, obviously over here in the UK, it happened like 3am, the move for me. So I woke up at like seven o'clock this morning. First thing I did, check my phone and I was like, wow, my inbox on my Twitter had gone crazy. And I was like, at first I thought it was a joke. Uh, and then I see we've signed uh, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick. Before I get to my thoughts, let's come to you, Dev. Um, are you in the same camp as uh, Rodney? Not a happy man, like I said, many Washington fans are really, really split down the middle on this one. Yeah, I, it's just like Rodney said. I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to reserve judgment because I've been wrong about his uh, free agent pickups last year. I didn't like really any of them. Um, and they ended up being pretty well. But it just seems to me that why would you go out and get another quarterback just to come in to marginally be better than the one you got? If he's a bridge guy, then we could have bridged with a Heineke and Allen. 
what's the difference if it's just a bridge? If it's a one-year guy, why not just bridge with Heineke and Allen? You know, and, and not saying that he's worse than those guys or that they're better because, I mean, Fitzpatrick is better, I guess. And, and, and honestly, Fitzpatrick is probably better at quarterbacking than we had last year as far as being able to play quarterback. Maybe, but I don't think it's enough to where it makes us a better team. I don't think we win more games because we got Fitzpatrick. I don't think we lose more games than last year because we got Fitzpatrick. So why pay him $10 million to do the same thing the other guys could have done? They could have bridged it over for whatever quarterback you're ready to draft or whatever plan you have. Let's say we draft Trey Lance. What's the end result going to be any different now that we got Fitzpatrick than we do if we had Taylor Heineke or Allen playing? What would have been the difference? So I feel like that $10 million could have been saved on something else. Uh, or yeah. just don't sign Taylor Heineke and sign Fitzpatrick. That's what you wanted to do. I mean, it, it's like a, it's a letter movement to me. Yeah. Um, Steve, before we uh, get my views, my friend, uh, and we'll go around and as many, I put out on Twitter this, this morning, I I asked the Washington fans what they thought, like hit me up. I, I'm not going to get to all of them. I'm not going to lie. My Twitter blew up, but I'll, I'm going to put some of them to you guys and see what you think. But Steve, what do you uh, think when you woke up this morning or you were up last night and you heard that we had, um, we had signed uh, Fitzpatrick? Well, just so you know, Andy, here in D.C., you know, we like to put things out at the end of the news cycle <laughs> so you don't get the blowback. So it gets buried when you wake up the next Wasn't morning. it like but... 11 o'clock in the evening <laughs> this went out last night for you guys? Wasn't yeah, it? Something like that? yeah, it was. Uh, so right now, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of neutral. I'm, I'm more a little I am. I am a little upset, but not as much as these, these other guys that are out there. Um, I'm kind of neutral for the moment because as of literally one minute ago, we just hit the 24th hour in free agency day one of free agency is well of legal tampering is now over. Um, if they, if they can max maximize the talent this year around, um, you know, around the offense, then, you know, we got a shot. And, and I will say, you know, Dev kind of hinted on it. Yes. Fitzpatrick is better than any quarterback we had on the roster last year. You can get into the money argument, like Rod said, which is a very, very good point, but holistically Fitzpatrick is better than anyone we had on the roster last year. Uh, it's clearly showing that Heineke or Allen's not going to be the starter. You're paying him $10 million. So at least going into week one, Fitz is your guy. Uh, One-year deal, yep. It has us fans always clamoring for, what's, so what's after this? We, we seem to rarely ever get the long-term solution. So I'm indifferent right now. I want to see what happens in the rest of free agency, and I want to see what happens at the draft. And then I'll, I'll either be upset or, or happy. <laughs> what's crazy What's crazy about it is that everyone knows what's going to happen. Fitzpatrick's probably going to go in and go 4-0, and man. It just, it's Fitzpatrick. It's going to happen. He's going to have some magic or some crazy stuff that'll cover, you know, throw rose petals over your glasses or whatever you want to call it. But he's going to come in and he's going to throw 400 yards a bunch of times in a row and everybody's going to like, oh, oh, hold on a minute. And then he's going to turn back into Ron Fitzpatrick and lose like six straight games, throw 30 interceptions. Like, everybody knows what's going to happen. He's going to ball out for about three or four games and everybody's going to be in his nuts. And then wait for it. What do you, Rodney, what do you say? Um, everyone's saying, well, he's coming to compete. I think I tweeted out like half an hour ago, something like that. If you're paying a man 10 million, possibly 12 million, he's not competing for shit. He's starting. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing that, that kills me. Like I, I, I don't see him being 
the guy. So why are you bringing somebody who has the same talent level as a Kyle Allen and a, a Taylor Heineke, giving him $10 million and then telling us that you're going to have him compete? No, you're not. It's right. not going to be competition. It, so it's, it's just silliness for me. It, it reeks of last year's competition with Haskins, perhaps. If, if Dwayne wasn't the guy, we started him four weeks. Then we said we need a really – we deserve better quarterback play. Musical cheers and, and, and shores are in, you know, goes down, whatever, and dues. And this we're, – we're, we're now looking at another bridging year, which should have been last year. We should have absolutely positively known what we had out of the QB1 with Haskins and then finished three and 13. And then we're picking much higher in a draft and our options aren't Ryan Fitzpatrick. We could look so at like one of the tank last season. Would you say, would you rather now looking back, would you rather not made the playoffs then? Yes. Really? It's a hollow trophy, man. Like here's the thing. The Patriots are seven and nine and so are we. And they're being, they're being a lot more aggressive in free agents than, than they've ever been under Bill Belichick. They just signed, they just signed a, uh, Hunter Henry too, so they got yeah, Hunter Henry and John. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like as as a fan, like I'd feel much more comfortable being that seven and nineteen versus the seven nineteen we are right now. I mean, we lost, you know, Darby and KPL, and people are saying, "Oh, those guys are like just a guy." Like those were our top starters and okay. position players that we lost. Darby was the highest rated cornerback. KPL is the highest rated linebacker we had in this team, and we're excited about signing thirty seven year old Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year deal because it's $10 million. It's not a lot of money. It's just absurd to me. Do you not see it as part of the Ron Rivera process? Like when he originally came in, he said, look, we're going to have to be patient. Last season, it was for, I've said many times, for, for as good as it was, and it was good to make the playoffs. We all got excited. We all watched meaningful football in January. Do you not see this as part of the process maybe? Or are you, I think you're like a lot of fans I've spoke to and, and there's the flip side of it. You, you've been there, you've seen this, you've got the T-shirt, you've seen the movie. You've been there and done this, how you know, since probably think since maybe from RG3 to now, how many times would you say that we've we've kind of gone down this route? All every year. It's it's it seems like every so here's the thing. If if you're Ron Rivera and you're saying, Hey, we're gonna rebuild, then you let Dwayne Haskins start 16 games. You don't go after the cheap division victory, and then you don't sign Ryan Fitzpatrick the following offseason to a $10 million deal and say, Hey, he's going to compete for quarterback. Like that's, that's not a true rebuild in my eyes. I'd much rather have went, like I said, three and 13, four and 12, um, known what we had with Dwayne. We're picking much higher than instead of picking at 19, seven and nine teams historically do not pick at 19. Is that what he said though? He said that he's going to compete with Haneke and uh... he said, yeah, he said he doesn't want the same situation as Haskins last year. He made a mistake there. So he wants everyone in the Haneke Allen um Fitzpatrick all to compete but if you're so, paying a, if you're paying a man 10 million pounds he's not gonna I can't see right. him competing just to start with I think it'll be his job to start with he may end up like you said Dev if he if he lights oh, it up the first two or three games and then all of a sudden you know he, he, he shits the bed and starts throwing picks here, here there and everywhere then there's going to be call for Heineke to come in isn't there yeah, that's what's going to happen and I mean everybody knows it everyone knows it like you said we bought the t-shirt We've been to this movie before, man. <laughs> we know we know that he's gonna go in and he's gonna play good. But did, did a, I? I just woke up. But did Ron have a press conference? No, not time? yet. We're just going on what he said, like um, at the start of uh, his interview from a couple of weeks ago. He said there will be. He he made a mistake. He said with Dwayne Haskins and not having competition. So he quote unquote he will quote he said there's going to be competition this year. But from what I'm seeing and what I'm saying, my opinion is if you pay a man ten to possibly twelve million dollars. 
there's he's starting. That's his job to start. I mean, night, right? Yeah, I mean, Steve. I mean, is there? What, there's got to be some upside to us getting Fitzpatrick. You know, what I mean, he it'll be entertaining. If anything else, I mean, it's, it's we're kind of caught in that situation where we are still rebuilding. I think Ron Rivera he knows that, and there's a lot of talk now that we could still get a QB in the in the draft, uh, and he sits behind a Fitzpatrick and learns for a season. What do you say to that? Yeah, so first and foremost, I am disappointed that we're not going to really find out our quarterback of the future until year three. I think we can all agree on that based on what we have right now. And in quarterback competitions, they rarely produce franchise quarterbacks. And we're not talking two people. We're talking three people now. So how do you split reps at training camp and OTAs three ways to make it fair? You're really just taking away from some someone else so you know we've always gone on the record to say this that this fan base needs to have a quarterback who's way up here and he's good and then you need to have a backup who's way down here they're just a backup that no one cares about because we're going insane because of the quarterback job we've had since you know billy kilmer and Sonny, you know mark and mark and uh, excuse me uh, doug and jay schrader and then Kyle and um, Robert, and then here we are, you know, the last couple of years and being in the, in the quarterback circle. But to me, I, I think this is when Ron gets that quarterback uh, of the future. And I think he might have to go up to do it. Or unless someone slips, he jumps back in the first round towards the bottom of the first to get someone. Um, or you could say he gets someone next year. But I don't know. It's, it is a little frustrating, but this is what we got for this year. And the upside is, is that, you know, I think he can outperform what our quarterbacks did last year, which is about 3,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Does that make us better on offense? Yeah, hard to say. You know, with the loss of Darby and 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 and, and uh, KPL, I don't know. Uh, so it's really hard to say right now whether he makes us better or not. Definitely bringing the uh, fan drama with all the uh, pictures so far. To touch on what you said, bro, you're absolutely right. It, this is weird that. Why would you sign Heineke to what do you get like like four three point something million four million dollars a year? Why would you sign that guy and Allen? You know what I'm saying to bring in another guy to compete with those guys and then draft someone. You know what I'm saying? Like I almost feel like maybe they're not drafting anyone. I feel like what happened was maybe they wanted Cam and didn't think that they were going to pick him up before free agency. Maybe that was their plan A, or they thought Mariota would be cut. You know, maybe they thought those things were going to happen and none of them happened. They just fell back on uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. It just seemed, it just seemed kind of weird. Like, it was, he was on no one's radar. And and maybe that's a good thing that, you know, we didn't hear because we're usually always hearing rumors by this time about Washington, and this time we didn't. But it just seemed really weird. Like, why would you sign two other quarterbacks and then sign a third one and then make everybody think you might draft one? You think they're going to actually sign sign four quarterbacks in the offseason? Who's ever done that? Is, is sign four. Not already had some. Signed them. Yes. Good oh. question. Even Montez on the roster or no? Yeah, he's on the At the minute, squad. yeah. So that's four. That's, that's five Someone, if we draft one. Someone's getting cut. Right. I mean, getting. you don't need four for COVID, I think. I think you'll need four. And I and you can probably get Allen on a IR or a pup because he's not going to be able to practice till camp. Yeah. So yeah. so you might be able to sneak him on some kind of way. But either way, if you draft a guy, that's still four or five quarterbacks this year that you signed. 
Yeah. It's, it's yeah. nuts, um, Maurice Hawkins is in the house. He's made it. Maurice, the Washington Addicts boys are here. They're climbing the walls. They've invaded the DC tweet team, my friend. Come and be the voice of reason, buddy. Mr. Fitzpatrick, Maurice, hit me up. What are you saying? Cheer me up, my friend. Cheer me up. It's just magic, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to be a war. You know what I'm saying? We, we got we got the beard. You know what I'm saying? He's going to do the presser with his shirt open. We see the chest and the chains. And, you know, we're going to have, like, the, the Harvard IQ out on the field. You know, it, it, it's golden. It's Gucci. Um, no, but all seriousness, man. You know, uh, I here's the thing. I think uh, Coach Rivera kind of telegraphed what he was going to do last week in his presser. He's telling everybody to be patient. He does not want to rush the process, right? He is not selling the Washington football team fan base a bag of magic beans and everything's going to be gravy in 2021, even though we won the NFC East. He wants to build a team. He wants to build a competitive team for the long haul. And I think that's why he signed um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick because he fits within their financial um, structure of where they want to be a quarterback. Um, obviously, you know, they like Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen because they know the system. Uh, they have familiarity with the system. Uh, Fitzpatrick and they're gives cheap. You, oh, yeah, and they're cheap. Uh, Fitzpatrick uh, gives you veteran leadership and NFL experience. So he's kind of like a swap. You swap out Alex Smith, you swap in Fitzpatrick, you know, you know, who's healthy, who hasn't had a major injury like Alex Smith had. And I think they want to make investments in other parts of the team. You know, probably, uh, you know, they want to get a stout linebacker, which I really think that's where they're going to pick in the draft, a linebacker. Uh, they want to strengthen up the offensive line. We know we need another, uh, you know, elite wide receiver opposite of Terry McLaurin. Uh, definitely need to strengthen tight end. So realizing that there are multiple areas that need to be addressed for the team to be competitive, they made a pragmatic decision and signed uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's my interpretation of it. Uh, I know a lot of fans are losing their mind all over social media over the pick because we're so accustomed to getting that splashy off-season move. We'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, we got such and such. We're going to the Super Bowl. And then when we're like five, you know, five and nine, you know, past the halfway part of the season and out of the playoffs and everybody wants to bring their pitchforks, uh, pitchforks and, and torches to Ashburn. Well, Coach Rivera is managing expectations. I mean, the one thing you can say by picking Fitzpatrick, he's managing expectations for the fan base. So mm -hmm. that's my initial reaction to this magic, baby. <laughs> oh boy, this could be good. Rodney, I can see you sitting up on the top left-hand side of my screen. I can pretty much see the steam coming out of your head, my friend. I will give you a chance to come back at our leader, Maurice Hawkins. Nah, it, the thing I'm so I'm I'm looking at over the cap.com as Maurice was talking, and you you the the consternation that exists, at least for me, is a lot of folks are saying, "Well, this is just a bridge year. It's it's a bridge year." We tagged Brandon Sheriff eighteen million dollars for a bridge quarterback. We're paying Landon Collins $12.5 million next year for a bridge quarterback. $30 million on a, a reduced salary cap to two players who starters expect to be part of our long-term solution. I mean, our defense is our strength right now. I just I don't I don't see any positive aspect of of giving this dude a contract. He he adds no value to this team. 59, well, I, 86, and one as a starter, straight garbage. You could have I think left he does. I think he is better than the other guys. That being said, 
Is that good enough? I, I see what you're saying. It's like a waste of time. Like, who else do you bring in? No, who else? Who, who else would you get? Right, and that, that, that's that's what you gotta. That's what you gotta say. I mean, but my opinion when you ask when you ask that question, I just say just fucking draft somebody. Why? I mean, why why pick him at all? Just draft somebody. Hmm. Let let Heineke and Allen bridge it. What would been the difference? What would been that's your record difference? You think? How I many is is Heineke and Taylor? Seven million dollars a year worse than Fitzpatrick. Mm, that's yeah. that's what you gotta ask. I don't I don't know that answer. I mean, Steve is Rod Rivera hasn't given us any reason to doubt him yet, though. He had a lot of questions raised about we had the whole Haskins debacle last year, last season. Sorry, um, we had a lot going on with our organization, and Ron. He's answered all our questions. So to like to the fans, God knows how many of them have tweeted me saying, "Look, we have to, we have to trust our head coach, Steve." What do you say to that? Yeah, there's two things involved with that. I mean, I, I think with Fitz, you know, you're getting they know what they're getting with Fitz. You don't know what you're getting with Heineke or Allen. You have no idea. You think people think they know? Screaming for Heineke to be the starter. You don't know what you're getting with those dudes. So you know what you're getting with Fitz. You're going to get about if he's a starter for 16 games. You're going to get. 4K, you're going to get about 25 and 20, you know, give or take. And I think our defense can hopefully counteract those turnovers. Still, was it a great move? No. But the thing that no one's talking about is we're used to coaches having a short lifespan in D.C., which means they have to make these moves in an offseason to where they are instantly trying to compete. You know, that's the reason we got Alex Smith under Jay. You know, that's the reason we tried to get Kirk long-term. Here, we don't know the deal, the the – in terms of Ron's contract. So it sounds like he's playing the long game. <laughs> this dude could be on a 10-year deal like John Gruden. And we, we, we don't know it because it hasn't been publicly announced. So, I, I mean, this sounds like like what you guys said, like this is part of his plan, whether we like it, good, bad, and different. Maurice, you got yeah, something to add there, my friend? I see. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And then and what I want to add to it is that right now, like Ron Rivera is, he's like, he's the golden goose for Washington football right now, right? I mean, and what I mean by that is that when the next bad story about Dan Snyder drops about, you know, some former staffer complaining that they were sexually harassed or some unscrupulous business practice or what other treasure trove of negative stories the Washington Post or the New York Times has on Dan Snyder, you can always push Ron Rivera out there as the head coach to kind of deflect the negative press that uh, coach, I mean, that uh, uh, Dan Snyder is going to get from local and national media. So, I mean, Ron is playing with house money right now. And like I said, I go back to his presser. He said they were not in a rush, that they were gonna develop this team, that they wanted to be thoughtful in the decision-making process. And I think, again, like, here's the thing about it, right? Everybody loses their mind, be it uh, positively or negatively during the off season based off the moves the team makes, right? What matters most is what happens on September of 2021 when we start playing football. Now, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter and he, you know, leads his team to be, say, like three and one in the first four games or two and two in the first four games, I would say two and two are better in the first four games. People are going to consider that a success. And I think um, the part that people are missing is that he is an established starter right? He knows what it takes to be a starting quarterback. He's going to bring leadership to the quarterback room. You know, he's going to play within the confines of the offense. 
You know, and if you look at what Scott Turner asked of his quarterbacks, really they need game managers, right? They're, they're not looking for the quarterback to be Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. They want you to manage the game, you know, within the confines of the offense. And we know Fitzpatrick uh, can do that. You know, if we strengthen, I think the most important thing right now is strengthening the offensive line because whatever, eventually they're going to get that franchise quarterback through the draft, whether it's this year or next year. And you want to strengthen the team up. So when you get that, that solid um, signal caller, that's going to be a long-term um, solution for the team. You have a strong team around that, that quarterback. And that's where we're at right now. So Ron is telling us we don't have all the pieces right now to be a perennial competitive team. Like if you want to be Kansas city, if you want to be Tampa Bay, if you want to be green Bay, if you want to be Buffalo, I mean, if you want to be Tennessee or Baltimore, you got to get all the pieces in place and we don't have it yet. Mm. Rodney, do you think that we've now got though, I know I, I get your frustration, but we've had like a, a, a Jay Gruden or the Shanahan's of this, of this time gone past Joe Gibbs 2.0. We've now got a, a head coach that we can trust and we, as frustrating as it might be, we don't know. It could be, it could be a good season, but looking at our schedule, looking at, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I'll give you that, but we're, we're going to try and get better on the offensive side of the ball. Would you not rather trust Ron Rivera just for one more season in the hope that like Marie says, we get our guy maybe in the draft next year, or like you say, you would rather have seen us go all in now, but I don't see who we could go all in now for. We've tried for so many QBs that are not really going to want to come to Washington, but maybe in a, a year's time, this time next year, we could be sitting here and going, we've we've got to the playoffs again, or they can see that the weapons that Ron Rivera is building, he's gone in and got a good wide receiving core to help Terry out. He's shored up our offensive line. Is it the fact that us as fans, we don't want to be patient for a season or we just, because it's Washington, we can't be. Well, for me, it's it's always next year. It's not even about patience. It's it's legitimately wait for next year, wait for next year. Like off season after off season after off season. It's always hey, let's trust the coach. Let's wait till next year. It's it's for me. That's going to be year three. So you've now wasted years one and two. But even though in year one we got into the playoffs, and no one expected us to do it. We got Chase Young. We got Terry McLaurin flying. You know, the organization off the field is in a better place. You know what I mean? The, the, the pieces, I know it's it's a bit like slowly, slowly catchy monkey kind of thing, but, and it's probably, I get what you're saying. And I, I don't fully agree, but I, I can, I'm not going to flip out at you and argue because I can see that you're someone, you're a bit like you, all of us sitting around here doing this podcast. We want success now, but I just feel we've now got a coach that can actually bring that. I think all the coaches that have gone before, your Jay Gruden's of the world, I think they've been complete bullshit. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust a Gruden to do what Ron Rivera is doing now, if that makes sense. By the way, I want Gruden uh, here at Louisville, hometown hero. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> 2010, Mike Shanahan signed or traded for Donovan McNabb. Didn't work out. If we did that last year, I'd perhaps feel a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So we we allowed Dwayne, like I said, we allowed Dwayne to start. wasn't the dude. But then now we're going for the bridge after what should have been the bridging season. 
you know, so like we went to 2011 with Rex Grossman and. and but wasn't Tom. it only? It was the, only the bridge season, halfway through the season, when we realised we could win the division because of the injuries at Dallas, because of the injuries in uh, the Eagles being trash, um, the Giants yeah, being trash. I mean, all due respect, Dallas was like one and three when Dak went down. It ain't like they were winning. Yeah. That game was that stupid fump, that stupid onside kick. It should have been zero and four. Mm, but we weren't win now up until about what week right. six, week seven. Right. Yeah, I, but I'd rather win the division because we're good. Mm. Not because everyone else is garbage. I think, and that's just the difference for me, the way I look at it, my perspective on it. it there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like gonna, it's going to happen again this year. Everybody else is going to be garbage again. So you hope, but that's it's it's such an unpredictable variable that you're relying on. If that's your if that's your stance going into the season, it's horrible. Oh, I, I disagree. I disagree. I mean, and this is why I disagree, right? Because here's the thing about it. Like, Coach Rivera knew that Washington wasn't, you know, an elite team last year, right? He knew that, you know, I mean, they were 79. He, I don't think he ever, ever, ever tried to come off like Washington was an elite team and prepared to challenge for a Super Bowl. He never propositioned that. What he said, that they had a unique opportunity to win the NFC East and to get in the playoffs so the team could taste success. That's what he told us. Like, and I remember, and, and you remember the uh, the podcast episode when I literally lost my everlasting mind about that decision because I knew I do because I knew that by him making that decision, he had already given up on developing Haskins, right? So that's part of the equation that we're not talking about too. We had a number one um, draft pick quarterback that we did not develop. We did not make the appropriate investment to develop him, right? Period, point blank, end of story. Yeah, I everything that Haskins did, you know, the strip party, uh, you know, the immaturity, that's totally on him. You know, I, I put that on him 100%. But as a team, we cannot honestly say that we developed Haskins, that we groomed him to be our long-term starter. So when he made the decision to move away from Haskins and think about the team, about winning the NFC East. He was thinking about building what? A culture, a winning culture. And he understood that if the team got to experience that type of playoff energy, playoff aura, playoff experience, playing against Tom Brady, and arguably they had the best outing against the Buccaneers than any team in, in the playoffs, including the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They played them the toughest in the whole playoff run. There's a lot to be thankful for and hopeful for for 2021, but he's also managing expectations and letting everybody know we're not there yet. And that's just being honest, you know, and I don't, and to me, when you look at quarterbacks, right, if you want Russell Wilson, you have to sell your soul. Okay. If you want Mariota, you got to sell half your soul. You know, if you want Mitch Trubisky, you got to sell half your soul. So if you want if any quarterback with any kind of legitimacy, it's expensive. And I don't think he's willing to pay that price this season. He wants to develop the team. Mm-hmm. I put out on Twitter uh, this morning uh, just to see what the Washington uh, fans uh, predicted. Steve, I'll come to you first. Uh, Josh says, um, we were projected to win three games last year and somehow won the division. Everyone complained about the lack of free agency splashes and the guys Ron brought in all outperformed their contracts. We are miles ahead of the rebuild everyone thought. This signing is exactly what I hoped. Sensible. What do you say to that, Steve? Well, I mean, if we're talking records first, I, I think it's going to right now, it, you know, as it stands today, March 16th, it's it, I think it's going to be the same plus or minus one because we haven't done anything else yet. Right. We're actually in the red because we lost Darby and, and KPL. So mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to what's going to be on the other side of the ball. 
So, yes, I, I do think the guys last year outperformed their contracts, but this is the NFL. It's not money ball. So what are the chances that all these, we'll call them has-beens or whatever you want to call them, the, the bad news bears are going to play at such a high level again? I, I, don't, I don't think the chances are, you know, extremely high like, like that individual thing. There's, there's a possibility, but like you guys have said, I, I'm on, you know, the end of that. Yes, the culture is building. Yes, it takes time to, to, to be better. You know, it's, you know, actually losing is something you have to learn how to do, but I think you also have to learn how to win too, which is something that I think Ron was trying to teach these guys, these young, young kids how to do moving forward. So it, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the team's going to perform at least the guys that we're talking, you know, the, the, the lower, the third tier group of guys will play out of their minds again, like the cam curls, which I hope we struck gold, but it will be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Dev, um, go on. Sorry, Dev, go on. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I just got so many Twitter things this morning. I said I'll try and get as many through. Dev, I'll put this one to you and then we'll go to Rodney. Uh, Robert says um, he's totally fine with it. Not expensive. He will give guys opportunity to make plays. Didn't give up draft capital. Doesn't pre- prevent the team from drafting a QB to develop. What were the other options for this position? Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I don't. I think I think Maurice said it. Like, what else was you gonna do? Was you gonna you would have to give up the farm to get uh, Russell Wilson, which I guess you could still do. You'd have to give up picks to get Mariota, and is Mariota that much better? Let's just be honest. He's just faster. He he can't throw better than anyone we already have to be honest. Mm-hmm. But you know, like like I said, you, it's the same thing to me. I was on the camp of get a guy you know that legitimately could start. Like, that's why I was on the cam thing or don't get anyone and just draft someone. And that's the only complaint I had, but what we're not talking about though, is we re-signed Hopkins. I don't understand that one either. I don't, we're going to get to that Dev. Don't worry, my friend. I'm going to, Maurice knows where I'm going to go with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we are, we are, we are going to get to that one. Um, Rodney Paul says he really likes it. He fits what Ron likes in a QB fearless, dedicated to his teammates and prepares the right way. The complete opposite of Haskins. Yes, he had his bad moments, but he'll take shots down the field and with our defence might might just be asked to score 20 to 28 points to get that W. What do you think to that, Rodney? I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I mean... <sighs> Man, Fitzpatrick's going to ball up, Rod. You know what's going to happen. And that's going to be the worst thing. Out of 15 years in the league, Fitzpatrick has two seasons above 500. One year he finished six and six as a starter. Now you can't pin the rose on every win and loss on the quarterback. I get that, but that's that's the litmus test that everyone uses: wins and losses. So, like you look at Alex Smith last year, he was the worst in the league, and he wasn't very good for our roster either. But he was five and one as a starter, so everyone was like, "Alex Smith, Alex Smith, he's our guy." So. I, I just don't see it, man. Like, I don't it's know. Come I, in, I, throw I, 400 I'm, yards. I'm trying not to be super, super negative with it, but I absolutely hate the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would have just rather rocked with Allen and Heineke and seen what those dudes did. He's going to yeah. throw 400 yards every game, the first three games, and everyone's going to like, oh, my God, it's happening. He's going to thousand yards for a season. But uh, but we now expect him to, to throw for 4,500 yards with Washington with only Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver, like which wide receiver is out there in free agency lane that wants to come to DC? 
Who wants to come to D.C. to play for Ryan Fitzpatrick? Which of his teammates have followed him around to his nine teams in the league and said, I have to play with Ryan Fitzpatrick again? None. So don't give me the, the line that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is also is, is suddenly going to be this awesome player. The Fitzmagic occurrences are the exception. They're not the norm. 59-86-1 as a starter. That's it. He's gonna go four and zero in Washington. Then he's going Then we're gonna lose every game after that. So my my question my question is what what should they do? I mean, from your benefit, if you're not happy with the, this uh, Magic pick, what should they what should they have done in your opinion? Just draft somebody. Who? Stay where they are. It's. I mean, look look in New England. They just picked up two tight ends. Like, like strengthen the position around the the offense. That's going to benefit the young quarterback when that person is asked to play for us. Whether it's Taylor Heineke or, or Kyle Allen, a tight end is always a play a, a quarterback's best friend. And Logan Thomas played exceptionally well last year, and we all clap, clapped up for him. We're really happy that he emerged to be what he was. But is he that is he that tight end that teams are are, are sweating over in, in game planning for? Probably not. There are other players out there that could have done much more damage for our team as far as like been a better acquisition rather than Ryan Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. And it's, it's not even about naming a specific player because that's what folks want me to do on Twitter. Like, who, who would you get? Who would you get? I just wouldn't make a lateral move. And I just see Ryan Fitzpatrick as a lateral move at the quarterback position. I, I don't think – I disagree. I don't think he's a – I don't think it's a lateral move. I, I think that he has a more established record as a starting quarterback than either Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke. I mean, people have lost their love, ever-loving mind for five quarters of Taylor Heineke in two losses. Not me. Okay. Well, you're, I mean, you're, okay. You're in an island with, with a real small population of people. I mean, they made <laughs> t-shirts, the legend yeah. of Taylor Heineke that people yeah, bought like, like crack but, cocaine. So, to, but we're all, we're all, like I said on Twitter though, we're all jacking off over Tyler, Taylor Heineke's one good game, but Ronald right. Darby has one good season. Everyone says, ah, oh, well, we, you know, let's get rid of him anyway. He only had one good season. Heineke mm-hmm. only had four good quarters. He had one game and a half a game. But yesterday, people come at me with pitchforks and everything. When I said, "Darby," I was furious. I'm more, I'm more pissed off that Darby's gone than Fitz Magic has come in. Go get Patrick Peterson, man. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, he also hey. plays free. He also said he's willing to play free safety. I mean, he can't be more. He can't be as much or that much more than Darby, right? But why let Darby, hey, Darby go? Darby you, you, you got to pay Patrick eleven. If you're gonna if, if you're gonna jack off over uh, one good game for Heineke and say he must like people legitimately and I got caught up in it people saying he must start he's our he's our he's our guy let's go to him oh yesterday all I got was our uh, Derby only had one good season with Washington what's one good season what's yeah. one good fucking game with Tyler Heineke right. but we let Derby walk out the door meanwhile Hopkins has a bad season and you resign him. Oh, let's uh, let's okay. let's let's go to Steve quickly because I know his time's short and he's got. We're going to get to him. Don't worry, Dev. Let's go to Steve with uh, Ronald Darby. Steve, what are your thoughts on letting? Um, in my opinion, and a guy that's only going to get better as he as his career goes further. What do you reckon us to us about letting Darby uh, leave the organization yesterday? Uh, I'm not as mad as everybody else is, and strictly because one, that was his best season that he's ever had. I, I believe in his in his career. He's 26, but I will also, I also believe that some of his play, good, bad, and different, was masked by the the defensive line, and that front seven. So he didn't play that well on the Eagles, did he? No, but I think that this might open the door for them to get someone like uh, Sertain or, or J.C. Horn at, at 19 to mm. pick up that position or like Dev said 
uh, Patrick Peterson or another. You got to have another quarterback back there. I don't think that Moreau or uh, Moreland is able to step up and be that, you know, bona fide Moreau's number a free two. Agent. Okay, well there you go. So, yeah, that, that's my. I'm not. I'm not as sad as everybody else because I just don't know. He hasn't shown that consistent play. He bet on himself. It was a one year deal. He did. Taylor well, Heineke's not shown that consistent play. He had one yeah. good game. Agree, and he's got well, injured. Apparently, in two apparently, he's, he apparently, he's the new Tom Brady. <laughs> this is my Rodney. Yeah, you unmute. Rodney, you got to unmute yourself. There yeah, fifty-nine percent completion percentage in that playoff game. One touchdown, one interception, and the one rushing touchdown, and like that gets people hyped. That's pathetic. Like that's mm. embarrassing. So that's well, my, I think what got people hyped was we went in totally thinking he would lay an egg anyways. It was Everybody good. Don't get me wrong. There's no way this guy's gonna do. Don't get me wrong. It was good. Yeah, I, I, did I get excited as a fan? Absolutely. We all did. We all did. We all did. Mm. But when it, in hindsight, when you look at it, I'm not buying a T-shirt off of that performance. <laughs> like, I don't I'll care how perform relative to Mahomes or, or, or freaking Rodgers or anything like that. It, to me, it's, it's stupidity. It doesn't make any – it does not matter to the future of this franchise how he performed in one game relative to other players. I'd I mean, still – I would have been in the Super Bowl. So the so are we saying that I don't I don't think Taylor Heineken is going to be the starter week seventeen. Oh, I'll give him week eight. So Ellie Ellie, one of our co-hosts, he put up a a, a um a survey or a poll on Twitter. Seventy percent of the fan base is giving between five to ten games before they're ready to pull the plug on Fitzpatrick. That's yeah. been that's been his mo wherever he's gone recently, though, hasn't it, Rodney? In your defense, I know you said to to kind of agree with you here on this part, everywhere Fitzpatrick's gone in the last however many years, like Dev said at the start of the podcast, he's gone in and lit it up for the first three or four games and then it's all gone to to shit. I mean, with our schedule, you you know, it's it's going to be hard anyway. It's, it's as, well, as, as good as, you know, I'm saying it as well. I'm saying that, you know, we're going to get better and we're going to improve. Next season or this coming season, should I say now, is going to be very, very difficult with this schedule that we have, you know, for for the for the Washington football team, we are gonna we're gonna need to play lights out nearly every single game. We're not gonna be able to do our usual be shit for two quarters and come out the, the locker room and play well for the other two quarters, or we're not gonna be able to start a game fast and then and and, and then relax. We are gonna have to be on it from the first snap until the very last snap on both sides of the ball. So this is the decision that Ron, you know, he's taken a, he's taken a leap of faith here. Cause as much as we're saying it's, um, I think I heard on the team 980 this morning, I was listening to them while driving now uh, to go and collect my wife and while driving home, they said it, it, it's, it's a big risk that Ron Rivera has taken as much as a bridge it is. If this blows up in his face and that gives people like, and Rodney's not on his own and Steve's not on their own. It gives these guys the right to say, look, we told you so. You know what I mean? We knew this was going to happen. So it's, 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 it's risky from Ron Rivera, Maurice. No. Oh, it's absolutely risky for Ron Rivera. And I'm going to tell you something right now is the team in the NFC East is going to be a problem in 2021. It's going to be the New York Giants. Right. Who I'm going to tell you because right. Daniel Jones is ready. He's ready to take it to the next level. And with Saquon coming back healthy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a nasty one-two punch. And the Giants, they're going to do a good job in the draft. They're going to get... How, you, how long do you think Saquon Barkley is going to stay healthy, though? Come on, so just be honest. Uh, he's I mean, off, then he's not there anymore? I if mean, he does, you know, we're in trouble. I mean, if he say, I mean, if he's healthy when he plays up, he's in trouble. You know, that's Saquon Barkley really, really did anything to us, man. I mean, he's I, mean a- I, I like Saquon Barkley, but if yeah. you could draft that draft all over again, would you take Saquon Barkley in top five? 
No, I wouldn't. No. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I would. I mean, I would never draft a running back in the in the, in the top five. I mean, my thing is, I would go. You know, my, I'm going go quarterback, offensive line, or defensive line. You know, in the first round. But you know, as far as for us, I would. I'd be kind of happy about drafting Patrick Sertain from, from Alabama. That's a top level talent. I'd like to get the Penn State linebacker. Yeah. Well, I think linebacker is going to be. You know. I mean, Ron is leaning heavily on, on, on the linebacker. He wants that Luke Keekley linebacker to anchor that defense. Because we are rumored for CJ Mosley, the Jets are actively trying to trade him. And he's only making like seven million a year. Mm-hmm. He's like a four-time Pro Bowler. Mm. Steve, just before we let you go, uh, let's get to my mate Hopkins. Where do you sit with him still being at the Washington football team? Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a nice guy, apparently. So that's a, that's a good enough reason to keep a trash-ass kicker around. You know, he's a, he's a nice guy off the field. He's a good family man, from what I hear. I don't give a shit about that. I cannot believe this guy has still got a job. Yes, 100% concur. He let us down when we needed it. He's, he's injured all the time. It's just time to move on, you know. Go back and give me Nick Rose, man. I still got a man crush on him from like five years ago. <laughs> there, there is much better options than, than Dustin Hopkins out there. And I, I'm with you. I don't know why he still has a job. He couldn't hit anything over like 43, maybe 44 last year. Oh, and yeah. That's just, you just got to do better than that. You got know. pictures of Ron doing something. <laughs> Maybe so not in the addicts podcast now, son. So we need a kicking that here. <laughs> we, need a, we need a kicking competition in training camp, though, right? But why have we, Rodney? Why do you think we've got no competition? I know everyone says, well, it's only a kicker position, but kickers win you Super Bowls. They win you games. When it comes down to it, look at last season. He, he missed a few kicks where we, we needed him. I, I remember a game a couple of seasons ago with the Giants on the road where he, he, he cost us a game. I mean, this is, everyone says, oh, it's a kicker. You know, you can go and get a kicker. But it's to me, it's an important position. And for me, Hopkins just, I'm still bitter about Wembley. Everyone knows that. But for me, he just doesn't cut it. And to, he never seems to have any competition within the organization. We prefer being good enough rather than being good. Mm. That's our track record across the, the, the roster. Yeah. It, it, it's, it makes no sense. Like we, we, we watched this dude miss like 30 yard kicks to win a game, put us up ahead with, you know, a minute or two left and he goes wide right by 15 yards. Like, And, and that's, that's the guy that gets an extension. I, I don't get it. Like he has a strong leg and sure the, the kickoff rules of chains and he boots it out the end zone. But beyond that, it's, I, I much rather would have let him walk, not extend him, whatever it may have been and just tried someone else out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's what we do here. <laughs> Rodney is not a happy man today. Dev, where do you sit with the whole uh, Hopkins still being uh, in a job at the uh, Washington football team? I mean, I, maybe I have a, weird history in my mind of it but I think most of the year he sucked but I think at the end he kind of tightened it up a little bit and maybe that's what Ron saw and I think he signed for like the minimal didn't he sign for something real cheap yeah I, I have no idea but like his his percentage this was his worst year as a professional right. 79.4% of his field goals get connected on and that's that's that gets him the extension I think at the very end, he turned it up. But, I mean, I don't understand it. I, I, I was for sure he was gone. I was like, there's no way to bring that guy back. Yeah. Yeah, whatever uh, happened to Rose anyways, uh, Steve? It's in the we, CFL or something? We got rid of him for Hopkins. That's what happened. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he, where he went. Where he went. Where he went. 
<laughs> yeah, God. he's still better than uh, Hopkins. Uh, Steve, right. I know you're just about to shoot <laughs> off, my friend, but um, Kevin Pierre Lewis as well, uh, lefty uh, organization. Yeah, eight million he's going to get now at the uh, the Texans. What did you make to that? Yeah, once again, I'm um, I'm not as upset as other people. Rod was right; he was the best at that position, but that position was kind of bad. Mm. So they they have to fix that. Like that, I will be upset if that position goes unfilled just like um just like you guys said he, he needs that anchor that that defensive quarterback that field general on the defensive side and in, in the middle and right now it, it's not Cole Holcomb so I don't know who it's going to be if they don't feel that yeah I'm going to be pretty upset uh, but I'm not upset at this moment that he left because he there was so many times where we were just cursing his name all the time too so it you know I don't I don't know if he'll be missed yet but as of right now I'm not I'm not too salty about it yeah, no worries. Steve, I know we've got to let you go soon, my, my friend. So if you do drop off, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Always a pleasure to uh, talk football with you, buddy. Yes, sir. Take Josh Harvey Clements is coming back also at weak side linebacker next year. So I, I wonder if maybe – I don't know if he's worth $8 million a year, and I think Washington felt that way too. Hmm. And also hmm. Josh Harvey Clements, again, is coming back. So maybe he – figures in that weak side linebacker and they still got that uh what michael kendrick he's still there yeah yeah so so maybe those are the guys that's going to compete for that spot yeah let me um let, let me put it to you like rodney i'll come to you first buddy uh we've now our quarterback core pretty much full for next season we're probably gonna someone will get cut we may draft someone we still are going to bring in i say we're still going to shore up our offensive line i you know i've got it I've, me and maurice have asked a few people on the last few podcasts, where are you sitting now for 2021 season? Obviously we're going to talk about it. It's a nauseam probably between now and the draft and, you know, training camp until we get to September and actually know what this team are going to do. But as I can see you, you know, you're a suffering fan, Rodney. And I've interacted with you for years and years now. You're a good friend of mine. So I know that you generally, generally care about this team more than a lot of people I know, but where are you sitting now going into September, 2021? You're talking record-wise, like record prediction? Yeah, or? just record prediction. I mean, you know who's pretty much going to be starting at QB. You know that, I like I said, I can't see there being much of a competition. I think if Fitzpatrick's healthy come game one, he starts, you know. But where where are you with the whole 2021 season? Um, I mean, we still got the draft, so I'm, I'm, I'm upset about, you know, signing Fitz, but I, I can't. Yes, I can. I could be extremely pessimistic. I say that we're five and eleven squad. Five, five and, and eleven. I think five and twelve because there's supposed to be a seven. Extra game. game. Yeah, yeah, extra game. Um, I, I just don't see the the inherent replacement value that he has. So hopefully he proves me wrong. I mean, I'll I'll come on your show and I'll I'll burst an egg in my face. Um, you know, after week seventeen, week eighteen, whatever it's gonna be, and say, Hey, I was wrong. We're we're twelve and five. Holy hell, but I, I just don't see um, the value that he's adding for us right now. So that's where I'm at. Just wrote that down. Rodney's going to burst an egg in his face uh, on the DC Twitching <laughs> podcast come uh, later I'm in here. this year. <laughs> Dev, what are you, obviously, we've, like Rodney said, we've still got the draft. We've still got a long, long way to go, but it looks like the quarterback room's kind of tied up. We, we may draft someone, but he's put, you know, Fitzmagic's going to start, in my opinion. I mean, if the 2021 season to you and in your opinion, how will it, how will it shape up and what do you want to see from this Washington football team? I think we go anywhere between seven and 10, I guess now, or eight and 10 to 
I think we can win nine games. I think that's the max. And, and uh, again, I know I think uh, one of you guys said that we have a pretty tough schedule, but honestly, we only played two other teams we didn't play last year. It only changes about two teams, I think. Kansas City, Tampa right. Bay coming into FedEx. Is, right. You know. I mean, we almost beat Tampa Bay. I don't I – don't, A strong Dallas football, Cowboys are going to be. We don't know what's not the worried about. Not worried about the Cowboys either. They were – like I said, they're going to have to cut some people in Dallas on June 1st. Mm-hmm. Wait for it. It's going to have to happen. I, I still I don't, think we I'm can not, win the division. I still think yeah, we I could, think we will win the division. It might be with a losing record again. I still think we could. I still think we could win the division. I, I, Ron Rivera hasn't given me any reason to doubt him. Well, the problem you know, I have I with think, the, the, the only thing that scares me is that no one's won that division two times in a row. But yeah, since what? And that's the only thing that kind of throws me off. Yeah, no one's mm. done it. So, so that's why I'm with Maurice when I say it's Giants. You got to watch out for. They were turning it up at the end of the year, mm. so so that I think the Giants you have to worry about. But other than that, I'm not concerned with Dallas, man. They're not going to be able to stop anyone. Mm. I just think I just think we're so used to the chop change mentality, at head coach. At, you know, at, throughout this organization, and it's sometimes it's for football reasons, sometimes it isn't for football reasons. It's Dan Snyder just pulling the plug. I think. I think we now, as a fan base, and it's going to sound shit because we've been patient for so long, but we've got the right man now, Maurice, I think, to be patient with. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I mean, here's the thing about it, right? Uh, you know, like I said before, you know, Ron made a gutsy move, you know, in the middle of last season to go for the division crown, and he was proved right for making that decision. So I think that he's earned the right to make these decisions that he's making. Again, I think he's thinking about depth and stability. I mean, the thing about it right now, if we can add to that defensive line, like, I mean, that defensive line is is monster, right? If you get like a first round, really aggressive middle linebacker to help shore up that defensive line, you get a solid cornerback opposite of, um, uh, I can't even think of a a man's name. uh, Kendall Fuller. I'm getting mm-hmm. old. Um, it's the glasses, but uh, <laughs> I mean, he gets opposite of Kendall Fuller. You know, we, you know, we sh- we strengthen up the offensive line. I mean, that's why I like um, tagging um, Brandon Scherf. You know, I think that you know we're we're on our way to building something. Like I know, like here's again, I know that we've been in the in the wilderness like the Hebrews when Moses parted the Red Sea and took on the Mount Sinai. I know we've been in the wilderness for forty years and Exodus. we. Yeah, and we hate being there. We hate being there, but I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Like for me, I feel like if Washington can go eight and eight, nine and seven, can win the NFC East or just get into the playoffs, that's a win for for this team because then that will be two consecutive playoff appearances for the Washington football team. And if we can do that, that means we're moving in the right direction. And then I think in, in year three, that's when we can really take that quantum leap forward because we'll have a more complete team, you know? But I think right now that the key thing is building up the team. Like right now, it's, I feel like the NFC East is a two-team race. I think it's between Washington and New York. I think Dallas will come in third. And I think there's all kinds of problems in Philly right now. Like Philly's going to be a hot mess. So that's my prediction right now. Uh, I, think right, I think that uh, right now, Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in the NFC East right now. Um, and then I think it's debatable who's who's um, behind him between Dak 
or Fitz Magic, and then you know we got to see what happened with Jalen Hurts, you know, with the Eagles. You yeah. got you got you got a uh, you got Dimes over that. Yeah. No I do. way. No I do. Way. I mean, my thing is what I mean. Here's the thing: like, I mean, Dak has performed well in the regular season, but he's he's made no noise in the postseason. That's to he me. Has Dimes. Yeah, exactly. But I think that he there's I mean I think there's tremendous upside for uh Daniel Jones more so than Dak Prescott. I mean he, he does have something, I, I agree, but he fumbles you know, every time he's touched. Yeah, yeah, but I think you co- I think you can coach you can coach that. You know what I mean? You can you can coach you can coach that. Guys, all I like I said earlier, I said I'm 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 only hopeful because of the man that we've got leading the charge. Mm-hmm. If we had anyone else doing this, I'd be like, oh no. But because we do have the infrastructure now, and as frustrating as Rodney is, and I'm, I'm with him on that, it's we all want to win, we all want to go to playoffs, we all want to go to Super Bowls, we all want to, we all want to see all of that. I'm prepared to give one Ron Rivera this season. If we're sitting here this time next season, and we've just got another bridge quarterback, I'll lose my shit. But I think Ron Rivera's got that one season. Everyone says, well, he had that last season. Well, he had the whole Haskins thing when he come in. He didn't want to bench Dan Schneider's guy. He had the cancer, you know, that no fruit of his own sort of thing. He had so much going on off the field. We had Jason Wright coming in. We had Marty Herney coming in. We had all these new people. I think Ron Rivera now, for me, this is his first season. Last season, he got kind of a, a free hit at it. And we got to the playoffs, albeit with a losing record. This, for me, 2021 slash 2022 season is it for Ron Rivera. He gets this one season to build the organization that he wants from the bottom up. He gets to do quarterback. He gets to do wide receiver. He gets to shore up that O-line. He gets to make all these moves as pissed off as I am about Derby going out the door, as pissed off as I am with that donkey kicker Hopkins still being there. Because it's Ron Rivera, I'm going to give him this season. And he hasn't given me any reason to doubt him. So... I'm going to trust him as frustrating. And I appreciate like what Rod says and Dev. I know it's it's frustrating because we've been here, done it, seen the movie. We've been here a thousand times before. But until he gives me reason to doubt him, I'm not going to. I'm going to give him I'm going to give him that season. But gents, um, you guys now, let's, let's quickly talk before we end the podcast, Rodney and Dev. You are now the Washington addicts. You are no longer the uh, Redskins addicts. I know that caused some distress on your Facebook group. The uh, thread was somewhat interesting, shall we say. But Rodney, explain to us where our listeners can go and find the uh, the Washington addicts, my friend, and what brought on the change. Yeah, so yeah, you could you can find the Washington football addicts on Twitter at WF Addicts. Um, the change for us was just uh, we weren't getting the requisite traction that I think that we deserve. I mean, the group is was ground zero for us. There's over, over 5,000, about 5,300 people in the group right now. Um, started 2015. We were the Redskins Addicts for years. Um, but sadly, once we became the Washington football team, there were a, a decent majority of fan base that kind of ostracized us um media personnel wouldn't want to jump on the pod i mean we've we've had folks lined up that said hey i'd come on but uh i really don't like the name um for us the only reason we had remained redskins acts for as long as we did was uh we're being told that washington football team isn't the permanent name of this organization um so that's why we were we were just in that purgatory phase we didn't really want to we start the pod in june the team changed its name in july um, didn't want to rebrand as quickly, just kind of getting our feet wet into the podcast uh, sphere of this world. Um, but now, of course, with the Washington football acts, I think we'll stay this forever. 
um, regardless of what the team may decide their final name may be. Um, because at the end of the day, they're going to be the Washington Red Wolves, Red Tails, Warriors, whatever. Um, but we'll just be the Washington football addicts moving forward. Yeah, most definitely. Guy, I, I can vouch for Rodney and everyone over at the uh, the Washington Addicts. I was on the Washington, uh, the Redskins Addicts Facebook group before I'd even heard of the Redskins tweet team. So I've been fortunate enough to be friends with Rodney for six, seven years now. Uh, met up at FedEx. Um, shocked me when I met him. The geezer's built like a man mountain. But um, they are good guys over at the uh, at the uh, the Redskins Addicts. Go and check out the, uh, the Facebook group. Um, such great interaction on there it gets hilarious at times you get there's all sorts going on in there the podcast with dev with rodney with ellie with phil with all the guys steve it's 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 a really really good podcast and uh, dev later on hopefully today i will kick the shit out of you on madden i'm not as good as rodney but we will get this game done i've seen you play against parker so i may i may i may even use I may even use both my hands, Dev, maybe, but I could put one arm behind my back. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure yet what's going to happen. Defense, are you bloody crackers? <laughs> you got no chance. You got a bad chance of beating Butterbeans <laughs> than beating me, mate. We will uh, we will get that game on, Dev. But um, thanks, Dev, for jumping on the uh, the podcast, my friend. I look forward to tuning in and hearing you guys chop it up. The Addicts podcast is going to be... I've already seen Phil on... Um, facebook he's not happy about the the move rodney's not happy about the move steve's not happy about the move i think you should have the little balcony you know like on the muppets where the yeah, grumpy, old, the grumpy old men are sitting up there chatting but... a lot of drinking on the washington uh, on the washington uh football team addicts podcast and price some greenery it's gonna be a lot of bad talk <laughs> it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting but guys thanks so uh, dev yeah. rodney thanks so much for jumping on the the podcast with us and chopping it up today i really appreciate it Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having us. And Steve just want me to extend his gratitude for having him on as well. So thanks. Yeah, no worries. Always a pleasure to you. Uh, Maurice, uh, we're meant to be back tomorrow now. I've kind of put this this week out of whack now by recording a podcast on a Tuesday. But you and I will be back uh, later this week, Maurice, as always. Thank you to you, my friend. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, My pleasure. It's great to uh, be on with the uh, Washington Football Addicts. Uh, You guys bring a wealth of uh, NFL, uh, Washington football team knowledge. That's what I love about uh, these podcasts is that the, the insightful information that the fans have about the team and you know you guys are subject matter experts so we really appreciate that level of football knowledge and high gridiron IQ to enhance the uh, auditory experience for Washington football fans across the digital space. Yeah very well. Put. Thanks for having us guys. I uh, know absolute pleasure. Go on Roddy. One nugget before we, we sign off so Steve just sent me the Vegas odds uh, so who who do you guys think the favorite to win the division based on what Vegas is saying right now? Giants. Giants. Cowboys. Yeah. Fucking they got weird. Cowboys finishing first, uh, Washington second, Eagles third, and then Giants fourth. Really? So it's inverse. Yeah, it's a complete inverse of what we're so saying. So obviously the Giants are going to win then because we were last last year. <laughs> <laughs> Put your money on the Giants, boys. But you know what? There's so much cowboy jock riding that's it's it's like it's baked into the cake. Like I mean, the the, the cowboy jerk off fest, you know, that the NFL engages in without fail, regardless of whatever they do, is like infinite. Like they will never stop. Like there's there's a concerted effort to make Dallas relevant. Like it's, Dallas, like, it's like Kentucky basketball. Exactly. Like if Dallas if if Dallas were the Seahawks, you know, no one would talk about them, you know, at all. You know, I mean, they, but they're Dallas. So it's like, we must promote Dallas. Like, that's why I hate them so much with a passion, you know, 
like I, I hate Dallas like I hate cabbage and Duke basketball. Like they all yeah. like, it's the same thing. Duke, man. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's 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 Kentucky basketball, it's Duke basketball, it's it's the Yankees, and I'm a Yankees fan. It doesn't matter what they do, man. Right. It's any team LeBron goes to. I hate the on I hate the Cowboys nearly as much as I hate the Knicks. Right. Oh, uh, well, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on, Boston guy over here. Hey, look. So, but, but, right, we are going to end it on that delightful note. I look at Rodney's dying to say something, but we're going. You can tweet me your hate, Rodney. I absolutely love chopping up with you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the DC Tweet Team Podcast. Till next time, everybody, Please. stay safe. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the DC Tweet Team podcast. Make sure you go like and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast fix. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.